0: Well hello everybody, welcome to episode 208. That's 208. It's the ENS to Wolves Podcast I'm your host, Nathan Judah, and just about dried out. Uh, in, in in Wolverhampton is Mr. Jer, Edwards Joe come in. How's it going, sweetheart? Hello, yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Oh, more upbeat
1: this week, aren't we? More upbeat. Um you gotta take the small wins, and even though it wasn't a win, it was a draw, and that weren't that bad. So I'm alright. Ah, okay. I'm, all, I'm all right. Come on, let's try and feel like we've been a bit negative, but rightly negative. You know what I mean? You, you, you can't, you can't polish your polish your poo. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, you yeah.
0: trying, were you trying to find an alternative word to turd. There were you? Yeah. Um, you can't
1: sugarcoat it. Okay. I, I think this week, I, I think we can be. I think we can look at more positives. There is at least. Positives to speak of.
0: Uh, positives. I, w- I was going to raise my hand in positives, but I can't quite because I've got a slight got a slight ache from uh, from my jab yesterday. Got my uh, got my first first uh, first jab on a Wednesday. Actually, it was um of uh, of of the old vaccine, mate. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So got that all sorted out. Um, I must admit, uh, I was like, oh, which one is it? And like AstraZeneca, I was like, oh, isn't that the one that's not great? But they're like, oh, no, it's all fine. And to be honest, mate, to be honest, and I guess I don't know what the demographic of people listening to this podcast, all three of you who are listening, (laughs) uh, but I assume, you know, the majority of people have probably not had theirs yet. I I know quite a few have had one or two. But when you get the chance, and I think the under 40s, obviously me being the incredibly the oldest member of the sports team, apart from our written editor, but I think that's me. It's me, isn't it? At 40. There's you. You're yeah. younger than me, obviously. Keen is younger than me. Mass is younger than me. Now there's Nick. Um, yeah, but I mean, going to the games and stuff like oh, that, okay. I think I'm the oldest, aren't I, really? Uh, Lou. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt Mayer's younger than me. Yeah. Uh, Mass is younger than me. Yeah, I mean, if we've Spears out has got since, five years yeah, on yeah. me. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So. Bloody hell! I mean, it's not great, is it? <laughs> it was fine though, mate. Honestly, like, like you go in. I think I went to I went to somewhere in uh, Nixham High School or something, just on the outskirts of Birmingham. Mate, honestly, drive in. You go in. Uh, you give your name. You give your number. You wait on the chair. You get called. You're in and out in fifteen minutes. You got to wait on a seat afterwards if you're driving, just to just to see if you get any reaction, which you you don't. But haven't i had re- apart from a sore arm, a bit of a sore arm for a day, mm. absolutely fine, mate. So anyone who's like a little bit nervous or whatever, I'm not great with needles. And I'm not really want to preach stuff here. You know, people can do whatever they want. But I would say, go and get your vaccine. Go and get it. Go and sign up ASAP. Get it all sorted out. And then, you're, you know, you're covered. You're sorted. That's the main thing I would say.
1: Oh. I know a few that have had you, mm. but there was like a bit of a loophole, weren't there? I think that people were taking advantage of.
0: Oh, like key workers, etc. Who is a key yeah, worker? Yeah,
1: like, and you could you could put down that you're a, a carer um, for like personal, like personal care. Got something. you, got, yeah. got you. Yeah. So I think, like, like yeah, I think a few. So people I could, I have could have put,
0: I could have done this for. Are you saying I could have done this about three months ago and, and put that I'm your carer? And, uh, yeah, pre- and I could have been sorted by now. I could have been completely fully vaccinated.
1: Yeah, I don't endorse that, but <laughs> I think a few people... Have, I think they are clamping down on it now, so you just got to do... Everyone's, it.
0: everyone's getting a chance soon, I reckon. Uh, everybody yeah, will be done by yeah, each
1: other. It'll, it'll, it'll come soon enough. I'll, yeah, I'll,
0: I'll have yeah. mine in, in a month or two, maybe. And hey. Absolutely, mate, absolutely. It's things to be thankful for. Um, I'll be honest, I've <laughs> got this uh, government announcement at 5pm today. We're all political, mate. Today to start the show, um, oh, the green the green list countries come out for where you can oh, travel to on yes. on May the seventeenth. So so basically, obviously, May the seventeenth, we can't go anywhere because we've still got games to play. I think they've still got Everton. We'll have on the midweek away, and then yes. United and then on the didn't... Sunday when the, when the peeps come back. Hopefully, or some of the peeps come back. We'll come on to that later on. Correct. So so I'll be honest. I've booked two two holidays. I'm gambling. To go away on May the 24th, uh, which is the, the Monday. Um, the day after? The day after. Oh, mate, I'm going. <laughs> mate, I've gone. I've gone. As soon as the season's finished, mate, I've gone. As, as is probably the whole school like, right, at this. Let's just go. Get out of here. So, uh, so I've booked I've booked to go on holiday to two places, hoping that one of them is going to be on this green list. Of course, I've got it. So I've booked, I've booked to go to Morocco for a, for a week. And yeah. I've booked to go to Portugal for a week. Uh, not scouting mission. To be fair, I'll I tell t- you what: if you're if you're Ruben Nevers, uh, and he, you get back home, and you go, let's have a couple of days, let's have a couple of days at a resort. The last thing you want to see is me rock up. You're like, oh, out of all the places in the world, I can't stand this guy for nine months, and now he's in, now now he's in the he's in the sunbed next to me. I've just I've just ordered my my hamburger with a with a fruit plate. Sit next to him on the on the flight. Ruben, Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Portugal and Morocco. Uh of course, you know, you, you refund completely refundable. So I thought well, I might as well bet two destinations and we'll see what, what Bossa comes up with, you know, at five o'clock. So uh well, mate, I'm out so basically mate, I'm telling you, I'm out of here. I'm out of here after Man United. what, what what's your third choice if, if, if
1: but neither neither of them are on? Skeggy. Skegness. Skegness, Skeg-ness mate. Skegness. Um, I've gone. Down the um, safe route. Well, the supposedly safe route. Well, in um, home, Now, Weymouth in, in July. Weymouth.
0: Weymouth? Weymouth. Is that a bit of a Butlin's, uh, Butlins little doodah? No, it's nice. Um, Dorset. Okay, I've so- never been to yeah, Dorset. Yeah,
1: Weymouth is good, man. Um, you have got plenty there. Beach is dead nice. does get busy, but then mm. you've kind of got places where you can kind of branch out and go and visit. Lulworth Cove is lovely. Uh, Portland mm. Bill, which is like an island with like big lighthouse on it, and all—it's mm. quite idyllic. I, I think I think you'd I think you'd oh, actually uh, put up with Weymouth. It's not—it's not like you know. Man,
0: I like I tell you what I like. I like an old school seaside resort. Like I like yeah. I like to go on the amusements. I like to but, I'll tell you what I'm addicted to. Go on. And probably because I'm probably because I I do like a gamble you know once a year or something like that. Bingo machines. Uh, no, no, no! Oh, I love the bingo machines. They're no, brilliant. No. Uh, love it's when bingo you put machine. the two p or the ten p machines, and you put the two p's in, and then it's that. It's almost like that. What's that game on ITV? Uh, tipping, they, point. Yeah. tipping point. Tipping yeah. point. I love those games. They're brilliant. Brilliant. I bet you,
1: I bet you play ten p's, didn't you?
0: Mate, I play I, tenors <laughs> Just pushing the pushing the paper forward. I,
1: I, I don't think I've ever played one of the ten oh, p's. So great, I, mate. I just think ten p. That is that is. Yeah. You're burning through money as well with the two Ps. When, it's like uh, win the key like, ring. Yeah, win the yeah.
0: ring. It's like back in the day, mate. You'll put you'll put uh, you'll put one pound thirty in, and you'll 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 get fifty p back, and you go you go back, and you say I've one fifty p. It's like your mates when you you're playing the fruit machines back in the day, and you go to a uh, go to the bar and ask for can I have a diet coke and we'll pay for a twenty quid note, and uh, say, can I have all in ones, and you stick it on the fruit machine, and then you have got some schmuck who puts in eighty quid in. Wins twenty and is like I've won. I've won twenty quid. No, mate, no, you haven't won twenty pounds. I,
1: I won eleven pound mm. out of a bingo machine when I went to Western Supermarket oh, last oh. summer, and I treated me and South to a to a Costa. Ah, oh, mate, I, I, I felt on top of the world. I felt like you know,
0: that's when she knew you were the one. Yeah,
1: exactly. If you needed any further proof, then that was it. That that was the day that. Yeah, ascended to the heights. Felt back, like a king.
0: Back in back in the day, me and my mate used to go around to the pubs and, and play because we, we used to play fruit machines quite often. And we thought we could, you know, we used to look and st- look at people who were pumping it full, and then get on with them when they've run out of money. And yeah, and uh, you know, all the kind of things you do in your adolescent youth. Trip and uh, actually, yeah, I'm trying to think if I can say this or not because it might be illegal. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, it's okay. It's you fine. can say. I it. can say. So so basically, we bought this key. That you're not supposed to have, and you have to be careful because the cameras are on you. And we used to go to like service stations, and we used to put this key into the back of the fruit machine, and then we used to turn it, and he used to give you how much was in the hoppers. And if and if it was like hundred and twenty pound or around hundred and twenty pound, it was it has to pay jackpot soon. But if it's down at like thirty quid, you know you're going to put loads of money, in, and you're not going to get anything out. So Aww. we used to go around these fruit machines, and one of us used to kind of like go behind the other so no one can look, and they used to be like you know like. And, uh, and then you have to turn turn the key, uh, at me or me or Adam. I might as well, you know, put him into this Adam Franks and uh, put the key in and check uh, check that you know. Oh, it's 116 quid, right? It's going to pay out in four quid. So there you go, two, three, four quid, twenty five quid jackpot, or fifty quid jackpot. I know they're like five hundred now, some of them. But uh, mate, you could we could have we could we could have a haul of about 121 pound one pound coins on a night. Absolute dream. Living the dream. That's what you used to do back in the day, mate. That was a proper good night, school night entertainment.
1: The Jew of Fortune. Who didn't do Oh, the mate. That's, know. Where,
0: that's where it's from. You don't know what... I, I don't know how I've become a gambling <laughs> addict. Don't know how it's happened. <laughs> uh, right, talking about places to go and places to visit. Uh, we uh, Wolves will not be visiting West Brom next season unless they get uh, drawn against them in the cup. That's for certain. <laughs> yes. uh, because they are pretty much Dune. Uh Horrendous conditions, Joe, and there was a lot, there wasn't a lot to play for in regards to the season, but there was a lot to play for in terms of uh, putting together something that was um, infinitely better than the disgraceful scenes we saw against Burnley. It was much changed. Uh, Some things worked, some things didn't. Like I say, the, the surface did not help although I thought actually the pitch held up pretty well to be honest over you know apart from the last 10 15 minutes. Um what what do you, what do you look like in the back of that game when you, when you look back on that game do you think that, uh, that that was a good performance a poor performance something that gave hope or you know wh- where did where did you see it?
1: I mean there was good and uh, good ambass. Um, but I, I do feel like there was more good. Um, and the youthful exuberance is, is the main way, I guess, you could sum it up. Um, you know, those players that came in, v- Vittinia, Silva and Otisori, and, and, and Ain't New to an extent, although he has been in the team for the last few weeks, that, now, these players haven't really been, I guess, maybe not scarred's not the right word, but you yeah, know, I know what you not, mean, yeah, not affected by this, you know poor season and all the kind of trials and tribulations that have come with it. Yes, they've, of course, been in the group and training every day, but they've not been on the pitch when things have, have really kind of gone wrong. So I think that the fact that, you know, they came into the side and added that kind of positive energy was a, was a real kind of, you know, it, it did kind of rub off on, on some of the others as well. And um, obviously, v- Vettinia... Got a lot of applauded. I did think he was was very good. I think there is an element that let's perhaps not get too excited by it because I think considering some of the you know, especially after the Burnley game, which was terrible, you know, his performance perhaps could have, you know, looked a bit better than maybe it was, but it, it was a good performance. I did I did a, you know, I did enjoy it. Um Silva, yeah. You know, I, I, I like Silver. I've got a soft spot for Silver. I have. He, he, we all know that he's, and we've said it before. He's got to, he's got to have a proper physical program over the summer. He's got to put on a few pounds, but he works hard and he's always playing on the shoulder and getting in positions. And
0: I've got, know, I've got this image of, yeah. of of Silver coming back next season, mate. And he's put on, <laughs> he's put on eight pounds of muscle. He's got a number two all over, and he looks completely different. different. And he's added five million pounds to his uh, to his value. Like someone, oh, hell, he could he could look remarkably different. I must admit, I felt for that Barnet mate on uh, on Monday night. It, it was it? literally like a drowned pooch. Uh, but mate, it says a lot. And I know. I know this is probably an easy cop out but he plays with a smile on his face. He plays like he, you know, he's, he's desperate to to really make an impact. And I know everybody is, and it's easy to say that. It's like talking and saying that you, you know, horse's ears are pricked when they when they when they're running that they're enjoying. Everyone's horse's pricked, you know. I get that, but you, you do feel and you're right Joe that there's something different with Silva and you want to like him, you want to you want to root for him. And he's look, he's never going to be the fastest guy in the world. Sergio Agüero has never been the fastest guy in the world, but he has got an eye for goal. He wants to be in that 6-yard box. And to be honest, that that's what Wolves haven't done this season. You know, he he seems to me like, especially eighteen years old. This guy's going to be a clinical in the box finisher, and it's up to the players around him to be able to provide that because that's exactly what they haven't done this season.
1: Yeah, and 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 that's it. He's, of course, he's he's not a thirty-five million pound player, but you've seen the potential that why they 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 paid that money. I I know it's. you know, the, values the, in football, though intrinsic
0: values, they're not—they're not, they're not what players no, are worth anymore, no. is it? It's just like it's, it's playing the stocks.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, of course, you know, was, I'm not saying it was—it it was definitely the right decision and it, what Wolves needed at the time. You know, we've said many times that last summer was 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 a bad summer. But um, he's he's showing determination. He's showing grit. I mean, he, you know, he's. He's not physically great, but he doesn't shirk a challenge. He'll still have a go. Um, and, that, I mean, elemental luck with a goal, but you've got to get get yourself between the posts. And sometimes you have that, have that rub of the green. And I, I think... It was it was a reward for the for the effort that he's put in, um, and for exactly. me, you've got
0: to be there, you've got to be in the mix. If you're not in the mix, you know, if you then then you're not going to score. It's as simple as that. And I think that's the problem with people have said about Jose is that he's not yeah. really been there and in the right positions at the right time. He's not been timing it, and you do feel that he gets into some fantastic. We've said this if, even when when Fabio was struggling, and you know he got put into into the limelight, you know, a lot quicker than what everybody would have thought that he was. He got into. He made great runs. He got into the right positions, and he's always had that. And that is huge, you know. Without even knowing it, if you've got that kind of like incentive as a striker to sniff out where you need to be, that that's that's half that's half the problem right there. Well, I think
1: every game Silver's played, he's had a chance or looked, or at least a half chance. You know, he's fluffed a fair few, and you know, hasn't connected with headers and. Put a few close Rangers wide, you know. There's that one at Newcastle where Bravka kind of saved it with his shoulder, and he, but he's always he's always kind of had a chance or had a sniff at goal. So I do think that goes a long way. And I, and I thought Ottessey, yeah, he, he gave the ball away a few times early on and looked a bit nervous, but I think that's to be expected. And and playing as a right winger when he's a central midfielder, I think he did about as well as you could have expected. And Ain't Nuri as well. Um, Left back, who has sharpened up defensively. You know, he's he's not kind of just going forward with reckless abandon now. So um, yeah, that that youth was uh, was encouraging the, the performances of
0: So let's let's circle back to finish off the Fabio Silva debate, uh, Joe. Of course, preferred to William Jose. Yeah. Uh, there's no real signs. And we're going to speak to Nuno in, in the next hour or so. So you know, they might have an update on that. But there's no real signs that the is imminent to be playing. He's definitely not going to be starting you know, straight away. Whether we see him again this season, we've debated that. Potentially unlikely now. Uh, We might see him, but it'll only be fleeting. From now on in, do you play Fabio Silva? Uh, Is there a decision to be made still on William Jose? Um, And if so, do do, do you think he will still get game time or do you feel it's Fabio's now from now until the end of the season, at least until Raul is back?
1: I think Fabio should start every every game that's left now. But do you think
0: that Nuno will do that? I think so.
1: I'm leaning towards it now. I think him playing against Albion was 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 quite a significant decision. Um, mm. yeah, it, it could have very. I, I thought going into that game that Jose would still keep his place. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he he didn't play and he didn't even come on either. Mm. I, know, I know the game kind of, you know, it it, it needed Kilman to come on in the end because yeah. I knew he had the knock. But you know, he could have brought him on. For, for Silva when I don't know Gibbs White came on or when Pedence came on you know he could have brought him on so yeah I think um, I think the fact that Silva got the nod for that game and came at that game you know looking good with another goal to his name you yeah, know he could end the season as top goal scorer now and I think it's only fair to give him that opportunity um, on four goals there's no reason why he can't get a couple more in these last last four games.
0: Finish, finish the top scorer, incredibly. If he
1: finished the top scorer, that would be, mm. you know, that would be real credit to him, really, and, and and the work that he's done because he's had a lot of criticism, and some of it has has, has been justified at times. Well, not justified, but you can see where it's kind of coming from. And um, but yeah, I think he, he's done he's done well he, I, for it all, to be honest.
0: I, I do think I do think sometimes. You know, I know we can we, you can kind of dissect and say, well, if the fans were there, then then some of the performances would have been different, and that there might have been. You can you can say that you can talk about that until the, you know, for, for a long long time. But I, I do feel that you know if the performances were the same, let's say, and, and the fans were in the stadium, I feel like it might have been even more difficult for the likes, especially of someone like Fabio Silva. Who I think would take, you know, he's he's desperate to be, I think, uh, to enjoy a, a positive atmosphere. I think he would really kick on, you know, in that. And you just feel that maybe if things hadn't gone for him and the fans were in the stadium that it might have been an even more difficult start for him. So the fact that some of these young lads can kind of integrate now with no fans in the stadium, make their mistakes in a disappointing season and come back when, when fans are refreshed, when they're refreshed and in a better position, uh, might actually work out to their advantage. Yeah, I, I,
1: but I will say on Silver, I think he has got a potential to kind of really form a connection with the fans.
0: Mm. No, I agree. No, I, I agree, yeah. definitely. And just You know, you could see when it wasn't working out for him, his head was down and and, you know, he was frustrated yeah. and you feel that, you know... As as some fans are, you know, they they, they want to see they see a thirty five million pound signing. They want well, this kid isn't. It's touches the nature of the beast. They want them to perform straight away. We spent X amount of money on this kid. He's got to be world class. Well, he's he can't he can't he can't score. What, what's happening? You know what I mean? Like he doesn't look. He doesn't look like he's going to score. And you've got to wait. This guy was signed probably for for not not even this season, not next season, but the season after that to probably become a regular. And yet yeah. he's he's put in there. So I think the fact that he's been able to do that without fans in the stadium actually might might work out okay
1: oh yeah I fully fully agree with that Um, but but, you know when the fans are back I I do think he's one of these types that you know having you know had that opportunity to kind of feel his way in in, in empty grounds and he can
0: forge that connection I think every goal he's got a bit of arrogance about him which is good I like that you know not 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 bad arrogance, but I think you need to have that yeah, that belief yeah, yeah. in yourself as a striker. You know, he's quite he's quite open on you know on social media and stuff. You know, even when he was going through a difficult patch, he was still you know posting stuff, which I think a lot of people wouldn't do. You know, when when he can you know be open to criticism, but he keeps on going, and I think that's great. You need to have a good head on your shoulders.
1: Yeah, and he, he celebrates every goal like, like he, <laughs>
0: yeah, he does. I love that though. I like, love that. Like, well, they don't score many as a uh, team, so he might as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, and even the bloody. The Doncaster game in the EFL trophy, you know, <laughs> knee slides good <galore>, law. So you <laughs> he, he can tell he, he enjoys the game, and he, when he scores a goal, he doesn't take it for you know, sometimes when you see a player score a goal and then they're all a bit kind of mm, a bit blase about it, you're like, yeah. come on, yeah, yeah. And I think, especially when there's a you know, a full safe bank to celebrate in front of, I'd imagine you know, he'll, he'll take full advantage of the opportunity.
0: Yeah, um, so, so the other person, I think you kind of touched on Otisawi there. Um, what, what I would say about Otisawi is I would like to see more of him this season. I actually think that in, in part, I know he struggled early on in the game with giving the ball away, but, you know, the guy hasn't played for such a long time. He, he just, from nowhere to, to starting, it's, 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 it's a funny one, really. Uh, what, I, what I would say is, um, even though I guess this guy's in flavour of the month at the moment and uh, he, he struggled this season... If you're gonna play someone on that side, on that on that wide, you know, wide right, I would probably prefer to see someone like Pedence um, out wide. And I don't yeah. think that you, you know whatever you say about Daniel Pedence, I know he's going through a difficult situation, is you know, if you're Nuno and you're looking at your players next season, Pedence would be one of his starters or main core players, would you say? Well, as a winger, I think,
1: but I I think Pedence's best work Always has and probably always will come from Wade. Mm. Um, no, I
0: agree.
1: I don't think he's necessarily cut out for that number ten position, mm. Espe- especially in the Premier League. I just think it's too, it's too much of an ask. Um, I know there is, you know, s- smaller players that have played in that position over the years. David Silva probably being the the prime example and, and thrived, but equally, I think Pedence is probably. If not the smallest, one of the smallest players in the Premier League. Yes, he can look after himself, but I think when there is a crowd, you know, a crowded middle of the pitch, I just think he, it's too much of an ask at times. I think he's best when he's out wide. He's got a he's got a wing, you know, he's got a, a fallback to attack and beat most times. He's clever enough to beat a full-back. He's quick on the ball with the ball and without it, and he gets crosses in and he gets decent crosses in. So. I think, I think some he, aren't
0: liking the they're not liking the attitude Joe they're not liking the way especially recently and I know you know things are going on behind the scenes and you know obviously you know and and you know with his kind of like his dog passing away and, and a few other things and you know it's it's difficult and I, and he's got injuries and he's frustrated and you know the team's not performing well um, but people don't like to see um, this Daniel Pedence, you know going down easily or, or getting frustrated and you can understand why people are not it's not, not getting tired of it but they, they want someone who's who's positive and not someone who's moaning all the time and you just feel like a little bit moany at the moment well i think to play that position
1: i i'll just bring Vitinho into the conversation Vitinho you can tell is a confident real kind of proficient passer of the ball mm-hmm. and, and to be that and to be in that role that's what you've, you you stand out trait has got to be of course you've got to be clever with you know your ball coming into feet very quickly but you've got to pick out your passes as where Pedence, I wouldn't say p- passing is his f- first second or probably third best trait you know what i mean he, he's, he's agile he's he's quick and he's good he's good at dribbling but then you know he's passing he's probably it he doesn't really factor in as one of his best traits so I don't think he's really I don't think that's his best position um if he's going to play out wide um, you know, I'd imagine he he'll probably come back in for the Brighton game, but I'd like to see Traore and Pedres, you know, players, wingers, and and Vittina carry on in that yeah. in that in that attack-minded you know midfield role. I think that's probably the best way to go.
0: Well, you mentioned him there, Joe. Uh, Vatini is the one I was going to come to before we before we move on. And uh, look, I thought he was excellent on the night. Um, pleasure to see him really, and and without waxing li- too you know lyrical about him too much. I think the question you've got to flip it round and say, why is it taking us this long to see Vatiniu?
1: It's a good question. Um, it's the system, I, I, I guess. That's the big thing. I know they have played the, the four previously, um, but it, in a three-four-three, three, yeah, I just he just doesn't fit in. I, I don't think, or, or at least to Nuno's eye, the eye, you know, he doesn't want to play him as a as a more deeper line midfielder so he's that attack minded midfielder but I think 4-3-3 is probably the way to go now for the re- for the remaining games there's nothing to lose and, and he played very well there I mean that flick in the build up to the goal you know was a, a, just a, a moment of real cleverness mm-hmm. and and it's something we've seen very little of um, this season, um, and if Marman's like that, he can come up with a few more in these last few weeks. So I just want to see him given the opportunity. You know, I wouldn't say um, based on what we've seen in that game, he's worth signing for eighteen million or at a, a cut price fifteen million. But I'd like to see him given the opportunity in the last four games to, to, to prove his worth.
0: That's what I was going to come on to next, uh, Joe. Is the fact that look has been he's been great for one game. But, yep. and then everybody's saying, make sure to sign him. If they don't sign him, it's an absolute disgrace. But you can't just sign a player on one game. You've no. got to, you've got to, but what you have to do, absolutely, you're absolutely correct. You've got to say, right, Virginia okay, you're going to win a contract now. You're going to tell us why we should spend 15 million quid, which, by the way, is a hell of a lot of money, or 16 million quid, or they might get it down a little bit. But, the, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be 10 million quid plus, yeah. um, you know, on Virginia Go and show to me now, not just for one game, but for the last, the final, how many have they got left? Four games? Yeah. For the final four games, we're going to play this. We're going to stick to a back four. We're going to play you. You know, in behind the striker, it's up to you now to show. You know, you've obviously, you know, you've earned your hard yards. You've done your work on the training ground. Go and show us why we need to spend this kind of money on you. Um, yeah, you can't. You can't. You cannot sign a player on one game. And people say, well, they've seen signs and stuff. Yeah, there have been glimpses there, but also been. You know, end of the day, Nuno has not played him. You know, even when you could have played him in behind, he hasn't played him. He has played other players. So, and I understand when Pedro Neto's there, it's, diff- it's a bit different. But, you know, it's he's got to now show that you know, the game against Brighton on, on Sunday, which I think everybody thinks is going to be nil-nil. He's got to he's got to stand out in those games. You know, he's got to really stand out. Everton are going to have a bit to play for. Spurs are probably going to have a bit to play for. Man United might have a bit to play for. though They'll probably have a Europa League, you know, um, final uh I don't know whether that's after the season or before before the end of the last game, mm. actually. But, um, you know, they might have a hangover or they'll be looking towards that. There's going to be chances there for him to really make an impact against good sides. Good sides. You know, Spurs, Everton, Man United. So if he can do it against some really good opposition and have the chance when maybe some some teams, you know, have, have still got a bit to play for. So, you know, you can really gauge it rather than someone, I don't know, like Sheffield United already down or whatever. Then that's uh, that's that could be... That could be huge for him. Because if you look at Vitinha, if you look at Ryan Aitnour, if you look at Jose, I mean, I think it's it's pretty simple to say that Jose is probably the one who's going to be struggling the most in that. But even if you sign Vitinha and Aitnour at the end of the season, you know, looking at 25 million quid plus, potentially, you know, you know around, tw- definitely 20 plus. I mean, that's way more than Wolves have spent in, in how many summers? So, you know, you can't, and that's without even thinking about your central defender and your midfield and maybe another striker so you know for them to part for that kind of money they've really got to kick on I think between now and and, you know game week 38
1: yeah it's not a straightforward decision and um, but at least with these games it seems late in the day yes and it is late in the day but you, you know you've got you've had a fierce Derby against Albion and then you've got now we're against uh, Brighton, who are you know a progressive you know kind of team that want to play uh, quite expansive football. Yes, you know, they don't always get the results, but it, there you go. They're, they're, they're quite an attack-minded side, so it's about trying to outshine them. Then Everton, you've got a team that are, you know obviously very well-established, um, you know quality players. Tottenham again in the. You know they're, they're one of the big sides, and if you can perform against them, you're doing well. And then and the same applies to Man United. So that there's a, there's a good few tests, and um, it, it and it, it is you know there's a variety of tests in there to, to see what a player is kind of really made of. And um, of course, fac- training and how he's fitted in with the squad that will that will factor into a, the eventual decision as well. Mm. But um, it, it, at least in these four games, they're not just like oh. Uh, all the opponents are quite the same. Every every opponent kind of, you know, gives you know Walls as a whole a, a different test. But Vatini a different test as well. And if he can come through him, you know, still looking pretty good and a similar level of performance that he put in against Albion, then you know he'll 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 you know he'll make the decision for Walls. You know, a, a, one that they'll have to think about very hard.
0: The problem is, Joe, if you're going to spend fifteen, sixteen million pound on a player, you've got to you're signing them really to be a starter for you. I think. You can't spend 15, fifteen, sixteen million quid on, on a backup, can you? I think mean, you say that about Fabio no. Silva, but can you? Can you? You know, if he's going to be, if he's going to play, let's say you have got players coming back next season, you might sound one or two. You can't spend sixteen million pound on on a, on, on your budget in this summer for someone who's going to maybe start eight games for you or ten games for you. Can you? Or maybe you no, can. I think it's very dependent on what they do outgoing wise.
1: And and if you if you can get a healthy fee for a Ruben Vinagra to offset the cost of Ait Nuri if you think that's worth it, and then say maybe a, a Rafa you know, that, who I imagine would command you know a decent fee, you know, should they decide to to, to sell up, um, that can kind of help pay the Vittini money and then put a bit of, you know towards it somewhere else. So I think it's I think these these two players are probably kind of dependent on what they're doing with these fringe players that. Haven't been in the setup as well because I think Vinagre they could fetch a decent price for, um, not anything, you know, mind blowing, but it'd be a decent price. And and and, and after you know his goal laden season in La league, I think could fetch a you know a, a, a you know a pretty healthy fee as well. So mm-hmm. I think you know that's worth factoring in. I don't think it'd be necessarily taking up a big huge, uh, the summer budget that they've kind of maybe set aside to 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 go on. 8, Nuri and Vettinia but if they can sell these other players you know Kutrone somebody else to to factor into that I mean they might have to take you know a a bit of a hit on Kutrone but if they could still get I don't know 10 million for Kutrone then it all adds up doesn't it so um, there might be something to, to, to be kind of thought of in that in that you know, maybe ooh, we don't really want to take a hit on Katrano, but ten million is still ten million. Not every, not every transfer you're going to get an overwhelming profit on. You do have to take a hit on some of these players. And I, think, mi- I think
0: you've been generous if you say uh, if you think Patrick Katrane is well, going to go for ten million quid.
1: Well, if if it's eight million and, and with bonuses, you know what I mean. I, I think s- somebody would still spend that. Um, so it, it, and I, it, it it all adds up. It all adds up. even some of these players that. You know, we've discussed that probably aren't ever going to play for Wolves. The, you know, your mm. you, you, you Bruno Jourdals and your Leonardo Campanas. And if you can get just a, a few million for each, I don't think that should be overlooked. I, I
0: think that could be something that could play into Wolves' favour. That's if you sell them all, you know, at the same time, which yeah. is unlike, unlike Wolves, that they would go and say, OK, let's sell all these six people. And let's just get what we can for them. You know, maybe one or two. But for them all to... It kind of brings us to you know the summer recruitment and what what that they've got to have a complete change in stance here. Not only because they've got to spend money, but also they've got to get more players in. With the, you know Nuno's kind of talked about having a bigger squad for the first time in a long time after wanting a you know a smaller squad ever since he's been in charge. And of course you know with the injuries this season, you can understand why that's the case um and if we see a change in tact that means that you've got to you've got to have more money in the coffers you've got to be able to spend and you can't yeah. just get players on loans they will get players on loans I'm sure they will do but you're going to have to spend a lot of money you're going to probably have to be in the red by quite some way um if you if I said to you now Joe okay that they they dibble and dabble and there's a few million here and there that come in for a few of the players who are on the periphery or've gone away on loan to to different clubs around the world but they have to sell a Dama Traore to get Ryan out, Nori and Vitinia and maybe have a few million quid left over, would you do it?
1: No, not 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 for not for that pair, but I'm I'm kind of thinking that just just on that trying to thought, just kind of because he yeah, you've got to get the fees and it's not straightforward. But just think of some of these players now that that have been on Wolves' books and been been on Wolves' books for a while, and now wants a, a bigger squad. He wants more to play with. So what? I don't kind of see the purpose of having players at the club, senior players especially, if they're not going to play for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I just think they're taking up a wage. You know, yeah, you're kind of thinking, well, you know, if they have one good season elsewhere, then we can cash in. But Mier has had that season. He's had a good season elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you can cash in on that. And I think Vinagru has done himself you know, a, a pretty well out in Portugal as well, and I think he'd have suitors. Catriona is, is, is a is a different one, and you might just have to take whatever you can get, really. But it all adds up. And I, I think, you know, if you're on about having a bigger squad, then, yeah, you've got to kind of get, get some of these guys that are at the club, but they're never going to play for the club, or they are if you're very, very short and whatever. Get them off the wage bill and yeah. and and, and, you, and use it to. Yeah, you might. St- there might still come a point where you know they have to make a decision on a on a ride, for example, to kind of go for the big guns. But if you if you believe in in a in a Vittina and you believe in Aitnuri and you still want him to be part of the part of the picture, then you've got to kind of look at the guys that are taking taking up funds. They're never going to play for the club. You know what I mean? I, I just think they've got to be. A bit more ruthless in that aspect. And well, while they've had a small squad over the years, and of course they want to move away from that philosophy, they've had a small squad over the years, but they've had a lot of players at the club where you kind of think, oh, they're gone and they're straight lounged out, or they're gone and then here. People like people like somebody like Conor Rownan as well, you know what I mean, that has been on lounged then has gone to grasshoppers. He's going to have a good career, but I don't think he's ever really going to be at Wolves. So, you know what I mean, even if it's just two million, three million, whatever, all adds up. And I think um, you know maybe there's, it's time for a bit of change in tack in that respect, and perhaps not holding on to players for too long if they're not going to be in new now squad. I, mm. I just don't see the point in, in
0: doing that really. Conor, how much is wor- how much is he worth though? The, well, even if it's a couple of million, it's couple a couple of million. A couple of million, do you think? Or well, over a million
1: or whatever. he'd yeah. 500, 500 grand I, I, I don't know but it all adds up mm. it, at, at the moment you're paying them a wage you not getting anything back yeah yeah. you, you know what I mean it, it's, yeah. it's, I just think yes they're going to have to make sales to, to to fund what they want to do what about Dion
0: Sanderson but, what about Ryan that, Giles but, do you want well, those that, kind of that, players around well, the, well that's that's the decision that they've got to make isn't it I was but, thinking well, more like do you make a decision on someone who's going to really give you a lot of money? Someone like a walking Gibbs White, who who could well, be worth ten again, million
1: quid. Again, you could throw you could throw Gibbs White into that conversation. You could probably throw uh, Max Kilman mm. into that conversation. They've got to make decisions. They're they're, good. they're tough decisions. Mm. But you know, ultimately, if you, if you're not sure whether they're right for your long term, yeah, then, you know, loans. Yeah, they're good for players' development. But yeah. I think there is a time where. You know, it, it comes a time to sell.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I agree. Are we getting heated? No, I, I, I just, I don't know. I've just been thinking about that. I'm just thinking about hypothetically some of the players that it's massive, have got massive summer, mate. It's a massive yeah. summer. You know the way. It'd be fascinating to see which way they approach it. I really don't know. I really can't call it. Whether they have a massive overhaul in terms of squads, or a pretty big overhaul. Whether they they sign multiple players, six, seven, eight new faces. Whether they or whether they just keep what they've got and maybe sign two or three. You know, and, well, and, and, and don't spend money. It, re, it's really difficult to say. It's very difficult to say. Wolves are not going to spend. Foes are not going to spend one hundred million pounds this summer. No, they're just not so. going. They're no. not going to do it. They're not going to do it. So you know you're only limited to a certain extent. You've got to really be active and really look at these players. And the players are out there. There's some really good loan signings that are out there that have, you know that have made big impacts to Premier League clubs this year. But it's about getting those players. And, and unfortunately, but but you know those players are out there. But they're not all connected to George Mendes. You know you've got to you've got to spread the net far and wide. I think if you're going to get these players. And uh, hopefully, I really hope they've got the kind of network. That they they can sort sort deals out for for certain players like take care, and you know some people will be spitting and the the, uh, the radio whatever they're listening to now. But take Diagne for uh, for Albion, you know, not not a, hasn't scored loads and loads of goals, but he, but he I tell you what. He, looks a he gets the chances. He looks an absolute handful. And if you're talking about a backup and you're talking about three strikers next season, and this guy's on loan this season from Galatasaray, and they're talking about you know he's on about twenty five grand a week, and uh, he's going to be worth they'll sell him for seven or eight million quid. Yeah. <sighs> I tell you what, I take him as my. I take I take him Diagne Raul and 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 Fabio Silva as my three guys next year. I'd be delighted with that. Those kind of, and he obviously is on loan this season. Those players are out there. But it's about getting them across the line. And, and we've we said, I think, in the last podcast, show they had a great season three seasons ago where they got all these loan players in three or four years ago. And they've done it, and they've done it well. And it's time to, to if they're not going to spend and spend big, to, to get those kind of names and get these kind of you know rough diamonds who people haven't really heard of too much and get them at least on a loan with a view to buy, you know, to supplement the money that you're going to spend on, on permanent transfers as well.
1: Yeah, I'll... I, I, I... Fully agree with that. Like you know that player of, of kind of diagonal mould. Um, and I mean, f- I'd be interested to see what he could actually fetch. But I'd imagine somebody would pay about ten to fifteen million for Mir based on the season he's had in La Liga
0: mm-hmm.
1: and his age and his potential. You know, I, I think I think that I don't think that's unrealistic. And so you, you think Mir he could come back and could be brilliant. At the same time, you know, he's, he, do, do, you don't know that, dear. You you, do, you don't know whether he would adjust to the Premier League. So it's um, it's interesting. And just quickly on the player departure front, they have made an appointment, haven't they, this week? Um, mm. Matt, Matt Jackson, um, who is who is tasked basically with when the time comes when a player, you know, if it, it, albeit on loan, or whether it's they've been released or. But basically, he's tasked with finding all the players that leave the, the the best kind of solution possible for the for the player and for the club. You know, from you know c- the commercial side, you know money, and for uh, in terms of player welfare. So I think there is more of a focus on that now. So Do you maybe feel the that...
0: timing of that's quite significant? Then that they brought it someone in, may... with maybe maybe uh, you know multiple yeah. players leaving this summer.
1: Maybe and maybe it doesn't have to be the the big the big names. You don't have to rip apart the the, the first team group. But I I do think there is, you know, there is a, a few too many on the wolves books now that aren't ever going to play for the first team. And I um, can see why they've done it. Mm-hmm. And I think they've done it in the idea that there will be a time to cash out. And I think or cash in. Sorry. And I think that uh, this summer could be well the uh, the time for that. Did you hear about his interview? By the way, what they did for his interview. <laughs> Go on.
0: <laughs> Go on. Did J? Did, J- did Jathan knew to get the insider uh, scoop? <laughs> he-, he told me. He told me a couple of weeks ago. Actually, this was going to happen. Um, did Jathan And so you know, you got to take him by. You got to take him on face value. He said that, that. basically, they put this one of these virtual reality headsets on him. Yeah. And um, it's you know, it's kind of like a role play where they've got a- an ex-player coming to you, very, very angry, going, "What are you going to sort this out? What, why, why am I leaving? You've got to." You know he had to kinda of like diffuse a the situation, then he he's had to go and, and make sure he was settled in his new club. So they had this VR headset on him, and uh they they had Benicophobe going at him, absolutely furious! He's just been bought from Stoke! What's going on? What the <laughs> Bournemouth, sorry. Bournemouth to Stoke He's like, what's going on? He's absolutely crazy.
1: <laughs> J-fin. Well, J-fin. No. What a now good gossiper!
0: Well, no, it's not me, mate. It's uh, it's, not, it's not me. Don't, 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 no, don't... it's it's Jathan. It's Jathan. So, um, how's Benica Afobe doing these days? Where is he? He was in Bless Turkey. Him. Was in Let's Turkey. Let's have a look. Where is he
1: he? he? he did a he did a really good podcast the last uh, few months ago, um, and talking about not with him. us now, but it was. Um, I I'll, 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 I'll like Benwick. I think he just went to Turkey just for a bit of a kind of a, a year away from it all. I was
0: going to say jolly, I think. A no, no, no. I,
1: he scored go- I tell you what, though. Good player. I don't think Benwick is the answer, but he'll, I hope he has a good career somewhere. Well, no, I'm not saying
0: the answer back for, like, for Wolves, but you know, he scored some goals, to be fair to him, didn't he? He'll go and score some goals in the Championship somewhere, would not he? What did he score? He must have scored about a 20-odd goal in that first spell at Wolves, didn't he? Must have done it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he had a conversion rate of about one in two. Yeah, decent,
0: decent. Uh, Should we take some questions from the peeps? Yes, we should, yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, Before that, though, uh, we've got uh, uh, a word from our sponsors, Adoption at Heart, providing adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Borough Council and Sandwell Children's Trust. Uh, And they're encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book one of our next virtual information event? Visit adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates or book your place and call 01902 5538. 1-8. Right, Joe. We've got about... Uh, you've got about 25 minutes till noon, so you've got to have time to, to get your coffee in. So we'll ra- rattle through these. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, come on. Quick quick fire. I'll be oh, as quick as possible. Oh, here yeah. we
0: go. Uh, when's the couple like to hear about Wolves Women application progression?
1: Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure yet. Um, there's not really been much said, but I, I, I will catch up with, with Dan and, and the guys down there soon. So, uh, yeah, hopefully it should be successful. I mean, look at the beat in the cup. So, yeah, fingers crossed.
0: Oh, I like this. You, you answered it quickly. I like that. Paul Mantle, can you tell us about the social media blackout from your perspective? Do you think things will change as a result? It was quite nice. It was, it was
1: nice to have a weekend off um, Twitter. It was strange not having to tweet at a game. Almost kind of was about to, and then I had to kind of remember that weren't doing it um but yeah um whether it will do much i'd have i think there's still the same examples on there this week that there was last week and the week before um the actual platforms i don't think have said anything that they're going to do but um i'd imagine there might have to be a few more to be honest i think it'll be the the last of it um yeah i don't think it's probably prompted the action that people wanted and um yeah, I think there'll, there'll be more yet. I don't, I don't think it's a it's a cloud shop at all.
0: David Evans, question wise, uh, given we've had local elections this week uh, again, political. Uh, what would be the the campaign slogans for different Wolves players? Um, oh, goodness. Uh, God. Um, a dammer, I'll huff, I'll puff, and I'll blow the opposition away. Big bad Wolves. No? Yeah, no, that's, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's decent. Uh, um. Cody me. <laughs> 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 uh, who else Marcel you, you will not break me just just shatter me into a million pieces ok we'll move on move on uh, John John, Harris uh, any news on Marcel's return topical there you go straight um, on to Marcel uh, last noon now
1: but he was pictured in some sort of training at Compton I don't oh, think we love did. a
0: picture of Marcel I
1: don't think it was group training I think he's just doing individual work by himself out on the pitches um, at least mm. but um, yeah I'll, I'll try and get an update on that I'd imagine there's not really a great deal of movement though
0: if you could push a, pl- a Premier League player from a team outside the big six who would it be? Hmm.
1: maybe the lad at Brighton who we're going to face Sunday Bisuma. I like him in midfield, yeah. he's decent. Yeah, good player. But well, they're talking about Man City, though, aren't they? Mm. At, at the minute. So, what mm. um, uh, other players outside the big six?
0: Bertrand's leaving, in not That's been announced today. Would he Bert- be someone who you look at um, as a replacement well, he, for Johnny? He's
1: what he's one. I did that article a month or so ago, and I'd, I'd have a look at Bertrand if he if he doesn't want too much money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I imagine he won't be short of suitors. But um, who else would I take I'd probably take Chris Wood. <laughs> to be Chris honest I'd yeah,
0: was... <laughs> take Chris Wood just to stop him scoring against us mm, um, ok but... move on move on move on. quick Harris if uh, <laughs> John Ruddy was to leave in the summer would you take Wayne Hennessy uh, on a free? no I, I, Wayne, had, Wayne hasn't
1: I don't think he's played a game this season no, no, no. He's, he's, been, he's been injured I, no I wouldn't take Wayne
0: sorry yeah uh, Matt, we've kind of answered your question. Uh, Simon says, any truth in the veniscus from Spurs rumours? Yeah. Uh, veniscus? Yeah, <laughs> Meniscus. <laughs> See it. Meniscus. Torn uh, meniscus? Well, I'm talking about injuries all the time. I'm talking about Marcel. You know, I'm going to call him a veniscus all next season. when you uh, sign him.
1: Veniscus. Um, no, nothing, nothing concrete that I'm, I'm aware of. It's one that I have asked about a couple of times, but... I don't know if I don't know if it'd take too much money, mm. um, to be honest. But mm. no, I, I, it, it's an easy it's an easy link to make. He's of course a George, George Mendes client. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd probably say I'd, I'd say i see that less happening than mm. than I do see it happening.
0: Jay it Jay says, um, um, buh, 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 buh. "Who are the starting eleven against Albion? Do you see playing this time next year in the first team?" Uh,
1: Cody. Um, Patricio, um, Neves, and Traore? Yeah, it's 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 Samaido,
0: yeah. A fair few of them. Okay. Uh, Neves or Traore says a Mars Music show, if you had to sell one, who would it be?
1: Try all right. I've said it said it a few times. Um, yeah, try
0: all right. If you had this, a story in the last, oh, I did have a story, but what... we're struggling, we're struggling for time, out with we, Joe? go on. No, go on. Ah, well, uh, so I have a story, story, story. Okay, I did. I did have a funny story. It's a funny story. It's a funny story. Okay, I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you the shortened version in about two or three, two or three minutes. So basically, uh, when I was working at Middlesbrough, obviously we, we got to a Europa League final back in the day. Uh, Eindhoven. On the way there, we played Star Bucharest. Uh, away first leg. I think we lost one nil then, and we won four two on the in, in the home leg to win four three in aggregate. Great scenes. You remember them, Massimo Macaroni scoring the winner? Uh, Joe, I, I, I do actually think I do remember
1: Macaroni like celebrating afterwards. Yeah. yeah.
0: So back <laughs> so back in the day, and this was this was a long time ago, ten plus years ago now. Um, when we go away from home, uh, the you know kind of like your VIP corporate people, they used to travel on the bus behind the first team. And the yeah. me- we used to travel. The media used to travel with them as well. So wherever the players went, in the hotel that they stayed in, the the kind of bigwig VIP people uh, used to travel with them as well and stay in the hotel. And they were like, you know, like your Charlie people. You know what I mean? With all your oh, I get you, I get you. And they're a bit. Some some people are nice. Some people are just idiots. You know what I mean? And there's one. There's one prat really. You know, the one who just boozes, 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 boozes. Likes to think he knows all the players. All the players. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, mate. And they're like, yeah, cheers. You know what I mean? Anyway. We get there, we get to Stour Book Arrest, we get to the game, it was, the game's the next the night, so the, the drinking in the pub the, the day before, and he gets absolutely smashed, I can see him getting wasted on Red Bull vodka, Red Bull vodka, Red Bull vodka, and we get back to the hotel and we're walking in with them and I'm walking in with this guy, and uh, we get up the lift, and because uh, our, our, our rooms are pretty close to theirs, and he sees Keith Lamb, Do you know Keith Lamb was the um, chief executive at the time of Middlesbrough. And of course they love to schmooze and stuff like that but this guy's had that many red balls he cannot stand straight he cannot stand straight but not only that he's just about to get the runs like he's literally oh, it's oh, just oh. about to empty like he's like standing but he sees the chief executive he was like oh this is this is my chance so he starts talking to him and he's like he's like moving up and down like really quickly but he's like oh Keith, 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 Keith and like you know and, and like Keith's like oh, alright yeah yes, yes, very good very good yes, yes we're hoping to find some players in the summer and bloody, blah, bloody, blah, blah, blah and just paying him off and he's there and you could see him just going redder and redder and redder and I'm, I'm there and going oh my god this guy is just going to let, let, let loose crazy anyway a minute or two minutes goes up he said, I've got to go Keith I've got to go and I see him running down the corridor and he literally sharts himself Literally in the corridor, absolutely everywhere. And you can see it in his trousers, right? And apparently he closes, goes, oh, oh, opens the door, opens the, door. And this is only what I heard in the, this, this true story, this. Um, pulls them down, of course, yeah. opens the, he wasted as well, opens the hotel window and slings them out the window. Slings his trousers out the window. Window, yeah. Anyway, next, next next morning we said, oh, where's, where's, where's I can't, I can't name, plate, I can't name people, where's Gary? So he goes, where's, where's Gary? Anyway, so apparently they found out that it was this guy because it hit someone on the way down and he left his credit card in there with his name. Oh. So the police came in, found him, <laughs> took him away and he didn't even miss the game. He was in a prison cell oh for, for overnight gosh. and stuff like that. Mental, mate, mental. <laughs> Plenty more, plenty, plenty, more stories to come. Uh, back in the day. Drink responsibly.
1: Oh, drink responsibly. <laughs> don't need, don't need
0: charting, mate. Don't need charting story. Uh, okay, we've got plenty more then. Uh, what was your favourite finishing move in the WWE? Slash F says Reggie. Mine has to be the Razor's Edge. Uh, okay, oh, okay, okay. I like, I, I, liked, I liked a pedigree. To be fair, uh, yeah. Widow's Peak as well. Victoria underrated. Um, right, yep. here we go. Um, will face masks be worn in the stadium next season? Says Kev
1: don't know, yeah, no, I'm not, not too sure. I'm not, not too sure what the. I need to check up on that actually for the last game of the season. I don't think they've really said. I think there's more details on how they're going to do it. Mm. Be coming up soon, but
0: yeah. Cage yeah, fighting. Pod sure. says a big fan of Gone in sixty seconds. Nathan oh, apparently my gif has uh, caused caused some controversy. But I don't even Nicholas know. Nicholas Cage. I thought it was. I thought he was from. I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of Gone in sixty seconds to be honest. But I think I thought when I did the tweet that it was. Um, it was something from that ghost ride or whatever. But Nicolas Cage can't beat him. Literally, he's in every single movie going. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like Mika Richards in every single programme going. <laughs> Loves a laugh, does Mika Richards. <laughs> Loves <you. laughs> Good laugh. Very infectious. Okay, You've you, you got to love it. Kramer Soonish doesn't know, does he? Oh, see him. Oh, God. Uh, here we go. Uh, do you think Arsenal will come after Nuno when Arteta gets the boots as Andy Matthews?
1: Oh. I think he'll inevitably get linked um, if it does happen. Uh, I'm surprised Arteta's lasted this long, to be honest. But mm. um, yeah, maybe maybe that's what we'll have to
0: keep an eye on. Sarah says, which club in the Premier League has the best logo and who has the worst? Sorry, you don't have to ask who has the best logo in the Premier League. The best logo in any division, and that's including Borough, by the way is 100% Wolverhampton Wanderers. It's a great logo. Yeah, instantly recognisable. Amazing logo. Like, you could not have designed that any better. It is amazing.
1: Yeah, Wolves best, Albion worst. It's not
0: great, is it? It's not great. Nah. Got to be uh, impartial though, don't I? Of course. Um, What do you think Wolves need to strengthen next season, in your opinions, very quickly, Joe? (laughs) Mass positions. (laughs) Uh, Poco says, uh, If you had to describe this season in the form of a meal, what would it be?
1: A meal. Oh, what the, what down I like. Uh, um,
0: bland potato soup to start with, Poco. Um, then maybe some because uh, they were tired. So maybe some overcooked fillet of beef, and yeah. then uh, some. Maybe some chocolate angel delight uh, yeah, for dessert like- because because chocolate angel delight can look like something else at times. But with on top. A bit of popping candy because there were a few little signs there yes, that there yes. might be some positivity going forward. Everybody likes a bit of popping candy in the mouth, mate.
1: <laughs> Snap, crackle,
0: and pop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, last couple. Uh, is there anything more frustrating than a fan calling for a player to start for ages and nearly at the end of the season he finally starts and puts in a man of the match performance? <laughs> <laughs> Still four games. Come on, four games. Let's look at the positives uh
1: try, try and do it people asking about max killman as well yeah it's an interesting one it is an interesting one i mean obviously he came came on but he's not been ve- seen very little of mm-hmm. um yeah i think they've got to make a decision as to what they want to do i mean he will you know he's, he's young but what is he 23 now yeah he'll get he'll be getting to the point where he wants to start playing regularly mm-hmm. whether that's a loan or whether you know that they, they would decide to sell but um yeah, that, that, that's one. That's one to look at going into the summer as well. Best question. Best question.
0: Um. Oh, what? what, what yeah, the, the the badges. The badges. Sorrow. Congratulations. Um. We'll send you. Where? I'm, I'll send you. I don't know. What I'm going to send you. Yeah. Let's have a look. Oh, you've got a couple of nice little programmes there for Wolves. Uh, send us your. Uh, DM me your address, um, and uh, I'll send them across in the post. Congratulations, Sarah! Uh, right, uh, Joe. Uh, Wolves, Brighton. Uh, Wolves nil, Brighton nil on Sunday. Uh, what, what do yeah. you think of the game? What's going to happen? Uh, Let's talk about selection. Selection's interesting. Uh, would you it like is. to see the same kind of side that played against West Brom? Do you think these players have deserved another chance or do you think there'll be one or two or three or, or more changes? What would you say? And maybe just a little bit on Willie Bolly as well. There's obviously some concerning news that Nuno um, said after, after after full-time on uh, um, on Monday night and uh, and when we're likely to see him, if we're likely to see him, between now and the end of the season. Right, so Bolly,
1: long COVID. Um been very low on energy. New now says his heart rate's been going up too too quickly. Um, so he's been on the training pictures this week. We'll find out a bit more in a bit when we speak to New now. But that is a positive sign. Whether he's fit enough to play a game, we'll have to wait and see. Um, and in terms of team selection, I'd imagine it looks f- pretty similar. Um, Matinho interestingly, was always also been spotted on a couple of training picks. So he, you know he seems to be working his way back. Um, but I think Pedence for Otisowi is the one I think that I see happening uh, maybe just one change uh, Pedence for Otisowi and then yeah the rest of it the same I think
0: yeah um, interesting one on this because obviously Brighton is safe now uh, I think I think it could be a good game I, I know we're discussing saying it's, it's going to it's gonna be a ball draw or whatever but both sides can, can probably play a bit more expansively now Um I think, I think there might be a few goals in this. Um, got some good players as well, Brighton, to be fair. But a, yeah. winnable, game, a winnable game for Wolves. And I know they're not, you're not probably, probably going to finish 12th, I think, is probably where they're going to finish. But at the yeah. same time, like you say, these are the times when you like the likes of want to see Vitinha, want to see these kind of players. You know, really, Fabio Silva, have another good game. Not just one or two, but, but let, let, let's put a bit of consistency together. Uh, I'm going to say 2-1 to Wolves, Joe. Yeah, let's let's say the same. I'm I'm just glad Brighton
1: beat Leeds last time. That Aye. gives them a bit more of a cushion, and it can make hopefully make this game a bit more expansive because the last couple of games against Brighton have been absolute bilge, bilge more than So um, yeah, if we can see just a, a couple of goals, Wolves edge it out. Yeah, two one. I'll go for that as well.
0: Uh, great stuff. Just before I go, um, just a mention to uh, Steve Brown as well, who's uh, who's back out, a uh, long time in hospital with, with COVID and pneumonia, COVID pneumonia and stuff. But um, he's 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 back up and, and healthy, thank goodness me. So uh, just a bit of a shout out to him and a Wolves family, all kind of like uh, make sure stuck around and, and gave him all the support. So top man, uh, Steve, uh, big friend of the uh, of the podcast. So thank you very much, uh, guys. From from me, from Joe. Uh, Joe you've got to get off you've got Nuno in nine minutes the press conference so thank you very much for hanging on uh, we'll see you on Sunday from Molyneux from, have a great weekend it's three points. take care bye bye